soon, and so I wasn't for sure if, if this might be the last opportunity. I was unsure if he was leaving on Saturday or Monday, and, and I thought, well, let's get him up there and, uh, and definitely not miss the opportunity. And, uh, and, and I think it's important uh, to have these young guys preach uh, and, and really get the experience of doing that. You know, when, think back when you first started your job, whatever job it was. Um, I can assure you, like my first jobs, uh, I messed up things because I had no idea what I was doing. And, and it took practice. But you know what? After you did that for a while, uh, you got better at that job. Whatever it was, that's tr- it doesn't matter if it's public speaking, if it's repairing plumbing lines or fixing electrical lines. Uh, you know, you learn by, by doing those things. And that's true uh, of preaching and speaking in front of people as well. And, uh, and so I'm excited to have David come and uh, looking forward to you preaching. And uh, you preach, you feel comfortable, feel at home, and uh, preach what God's laid on your heart, David. Well, thank you for letting me be able to preach. Uh, it's uh, not something that I deserve to do, but I'm so thankful that God has called me to do this. It's, it's only by God's amazing grace that I've been able to learn and be able to practice preaching. And I, uh, please open up to First Kings 2. Before I start, I just want to give uh, just a personal blessing that I got today. Uh, it's from an experience that happened with my sister. And if m- most of you know, and if you don't, I have a sister that's 12 or tw- 20 years old. And she's, uh, she's not living for the Lord. She's not doing what's right. And it's, she came in this, mor- or this evening. She came back from work. And something that surprised me, and not a lot surprises me nowadays, but she opened the door, or I unlocked the door, and I let her in. And she asked me this question, and she said, uh, or she basically told me, I, I want to ask you questions about the world. And I had no idea what that meant. I said, "You want to, you want to ask questions about the Bible?" And she said, "Yes." And that, that that surprised me. And so she asked me a few questions. They're basically like conspiracy theories, like, uh, "Did we really go to the moon? And where did the dinosaurs? Or how did they die? And all that." And then she got into the even deeper stuff that I was a little afraid to give answers for, like, like. Uh, like what happens, or what happens, like at the judgment and all, or judgment seat and the white throne of judgment. And I was just thinking it was getting really deep for someone who knows a little bit about the Bible, so I didn't know what I was supposed to answer. So I gave her the best answers I could. But it really did bless me for when she asked me questions about stuff like that because I wasn't expecting it at all. So what I want to preach about today is something that our in our day and age, uh, something that lacks, and that's leadership. And we're going to be jumping in right into the end of David's life and the beginning of Sol- or Solomon's uh, reign as king. And in chapter 2 of First Kings, uh, starting in verse 1, it says, The days of David drew nigh that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses. 
that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself, that the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. And let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for giving me the op- this opportunity, Lord. Lord, I pray that you, you would bless it. I pray that it would speak to someone, Lord. Lord I pray that you give me the words to say. I pray that I don't say anything that you wouldn't want me to say, Lord, I shouldn't say. And Lord, I pray that you bless this message, Lord, in your name I pray. Amen. So the events leading up to David giving this charge to Solomon, his oldest son, Adonijah, was trying to take the throne, and he, he led a rebellion. But they, but they didn't want him to be king. They wanted Solomon to be king. God even said that Solomon would be king. And so all the events happening before this, basically, Adonijah, he, he, was, he was having this feast for his like, ordinate, like being king. And so David, he, David has Solomon anointed and has a parade throughout the city. And Adonijah hears this, and then he, he starts fearing, fearing that Solomon became king and that David and all the prophets were for it. And so he, he flees to the temple, and he grabs hold of the horns. And King Solomon, when he has, he has one of his guys sent to him, he has mercy on Adonijah. He, he doesn't have Adonijah's oldest brother killed. He has mercy on him, and that's, that's one... That's a great quality for a leader. And so what we'll see when David gives Solomon his charge, he has, he has two main responsibilities, two really important responsibilities he gives David. And start in verse 2. It says, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. That's, that's the first one. And the second one is, and keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the laws of Moses. And so the important thing about this charge is that David, he's, he's, he's the man after God's own heart. And these being his final words to anyone would carry some weight as these are the last words that he can speak to anyone on this earth. So they'd have to be really important. And he, he tells his son who's going to become king uh, that he needs to be strong and be a man and that he needs to keep the charge of the Lord his God. And I just want to take a look at what those words mean and what, how the importance of them. And so uh, what does be thou strong therefore? What, what is David trying to say to Solomon when he says that well to be strong like to be a leader if you if you're going to be strong you, you have to be strong mentally and if you're not strong mentally if you can't make decisions then you're really not the one leading in proverbs 3 5 through 6 it says trust in the lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths you have to can't lean on your own understanding on what you think is right and you have to acknowledge that God is the one that directs and then 
another thing about being strong, you have to be strong emotionally. Uh, if you're led by someone who's emo being emotionally led, then, you have, then run, because that, that leads to a lot of dangerous things. For example, one, one man that was very much emotionally led was uh, Adolf Hitler. As most of you know how all those, all that went out, he, a lot of what he did was emotionally led, especially uh, from his childhood. And it's not a justification of what he did at all. He's, but he let all the things in his childhood emotionally drive him that what he did later in his life was evil. In 2 Corinthians 10.5, it says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought the obedience of Christ. I know a lot of, a lot of people can be emotionally led by imaginations that they think of. Uh, we let things dwell. And we think on those things too much, things that we should be giving to God. It says, and bringing into captivity every thought. We should be taking those thoughts and, be gi and giving them to God. And another thing with being strong is physically. Uh, a leader takes care of their body. In Proverbs 24, verse 5, it says, A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. And it, it's really important to be strong physically, take care of your body, but it's not the most important thing. But the Bible does say that you need to take care of your body. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20, it says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So your, body's not, your body isn't your own. And we're not to be treating it like trash, and that's because that's not pleasing to God. 1 Timothy 4.8 says, For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. So the ultimate, uh, the ultimate, uh, the most important thing is the spiritual part, but ultimately bodily exercise still profits a little bit, even if it doesn't most of the time. And this, in the second part of the first uh, charge he gives. He says to show thyself a man. So this, this part's going to be a little easy. It's, it's what is a man and basically a man is a male and I mean <laughs> it's right at the beginning of the Bible. It says Genesis 1 27 or 1 verse 27 says so God created man in his own image and the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So there's, there's only two genders and one of them's a male and the other one's a female so it's pretty simple and something else that a men are man you can define or know what a man is men like the women in Genesis 2 23 through 24 it says and Adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh so the, the two main things that tell you what a man is are both in the first two books or two first two chapters of the bible and people are still getting confused over it today and so what is david saying here that solomon needs to do what a man is supposed to do so we can see just basic 
traits that men should have, they need to have, and they ought to have. And it's one of them is taking responsibility, being a protector, loving their neighbor, serving the Lord, and living righteously. Those are some basic traits that men should have and need to have. Uh, being strong doesn't make you a man. Being smart and rich or having a beard doesn't make you a man. It's the integrity of your heart and your devotion to God that shows your manliness. And uh, the most important command of the charge is in verse 3. It's the second part. And it says, And keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments, and his judgments and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. And all, all these listed here, you would, you would think they, they would all be the same. I mean, te- commandments and statutes, you, if you didn't look them up and study them, you wouldn't know the difference j- just by glancing at it. But statutes in this verse, statutes is a command given by authority. And throughout the Bible, God gives that, those statutes that we can look back to. Uh, commandments is a command or no, a statute is a permanent rule or law. Sorry, I got that wrong. A commandment is his com- a command given by authority. Uh, judgments is a calamity viewed as a divine punishment. So like Sodom and Gomorrah, that's a, that's a divine punishment, and we're supposed to look back at that and see why that happened and how it was wrong and not do that. And we're also told to keep his testimonies, and testimonies are a witness and evidence or a proof of something happening. And later in the verse, it tells us where we can find all that. And it says, as it is written in the law of Moses. Uh, everything we need to live spiritually is in the word of God. All his statutes, commandments, judgments, and testimonies are recorded in the Bible. And we can see what the result of that happened throughout Solomon's life. So if you, if you know anything about Solomon, uh, he, his life is recorded in 1 Kings 1 through 11 and 2 Chronicles 1 through 9. And he's, he's written the book of Proverbs, most of it, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. And uh, his, his life was a blessed life, most of it. He, he did keep all the statutes. He took his father's word. He followed the Lord. He, took, he walked in his ways. He loved the Lord, and he did um, many great things. And his kingdom was the greatest that Israel has ever had. But at the end of his life, the one that most people know him by, he took his eyes off of all of that, and he looked, he was looking at material things in this world. He was looking at the things that give him pleasure and the things that will make him happy, and not looking at what he should have been looking at, which is God. And we see that his life ended in regret, and he just it wasn't. He ended his life in regret. And so he, he was the wisest man in the world, and yet he fell. And he was the richest man in the world, yet he fell. And, but being a leader isn't position. It's not being the smartest or the wisest. It's not having money. Leadership starts with following God. You need to be strong mentally, emotionally, and physically, living out the way God intended a man, intended a man and a woman to live. And you need to speak God's spirit or seek God spiritually. God is the one in charge. Psalm 75, 
7 says, but God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. And so any, anyone can be a leader. Um, it's, it's not just for kings. It's not just for leaders of countries. It's not for like people in high uh, power. It's everyone is to be a leader, and that starts with following God. And when you start following God, you start living right. And when you start living right, other people will be influenced by it, and that's how, you become a that's how you'll be a leader. And even in the word leader, there's the word lead. And it's like, where are, you, where are you leading people when they see you? Or are you, how are you influencing them to live? And uh, just I w wanted to take a look at the end of David's life and how important what he said to his son Solomon, who is going to take over an entire kingdom, how he should be strong and how he should be a man, and how he needs to keep the word of or God's law. And, uh, dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for letting me be able to preach, Lord. I pray that I get better at it, Lord. I pray that you use me, Lord. I pray that I uh, get over this nervousness, Lord, and that one day, Lord, that I'll be able to walk around while I'm preaching, Lord, and be able to yell and shout, Lord. Thank you, thank you Lord, for giving me this opportunity, Lord. In your name I pray, amen. As we stand our feet with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, a lot of good thoughts in there. Really, anybody can be a leader. I, I like that. That's true. It's learned. You don't have to be this stuff just doesn't come automatic. You know, there's a, seems like there's a gazillion books out there on leadership. And they all focus on all these human qualities that make a leader. I, that, that message was straight from the Word of God. What a leader is, is, like he said, it's first and foremost following God with your life. That's leadership quality right there. That's a lot of good thoughts from the Word of God. Boy, we need leaders in 2022. We need people that are going to stand up and say, hey, I'm going to do what's right no matter what. And listen, that takes courage. It takes, it takes strength. It takes mental strength. It takes emotional strength to say, I'm going to stand for what's right and what's true, and I'm going to follow God with my life. As the piano plays, if God's spoken to your heart, the altar's open. Maybe you just want to pray and ask God to help you to be a better leader. Maybe, hey, we're all leaders in some capacity. Maybe you're leading friends or family or other people, neighbors. We're all leading somebody. Like he said, where are we leading them to? We ought to be a leader that God would have us to be the piano plays and the altars open.
bring our invitation to a close. You can be seated. We have a, uh, some prayer, prayer requests. And, and let me just bring you up to date on a lot of these. I know last.